Hi, guys. Um, <laughs> this is Lainey, Brian's lovely wife. Um, we just got back from watching Logan, so Brian asked me to do this intro because he's, <laughs> he's a little inconsolable right now. But today's guest is Freestyle Creative. <laughs> Which Brian is really excited about. They talked about starting a video production company. It's going to be really good. Despite the crying, he's very excited about it. So much blood! <laughs> this is episode 35 of the Oki Show Sorry, Show. Not. Pray for me. Hello and welcome to the Okie Show Show, the podcast that dives into the finer details of navigating Oklahoma's film and music industries. I'm Brian, and I'm flying Red Cup today. That's right, no co-host for me, just flying solo. And uh, I'm here in the conference room of Freestyle Creative, and I'm here with my good friend Vahid. Welcome, Vahid, to the show. Thank you, Brian. Thank you for having me as a guest on the show. I'm excited. Yes, I'm excited to have you on here. I'm also excited to have Miss Kelly over here. The other Kelly that's not co-host Kelly. She's she's here for colored commentary. She might chime in, she might not, but I am going to be giving her crap for the next 45 minutes. I, th I think her purpose here is to filter me out in case I say something. Yeah, she's the so censor. She, she's the censor. Yeah. I'm not here. <laughs> I just realized I didn't activate your mic. Darn it. <laughs> so you can say it again. Yeah. No, no, no. It's okay. Um, so what we're going to be talking about today uh, is basically, you know, there's a lot of folks out there that want to start a video production business or a business in media and all that. And uh, so we're going to be talking about that, about starting a video production business or just a, a business in media period and all the freaking crap that is involved there. But before we go any further, Vahid, could you introduce Freestyle Creative, what all you guys do? So yes, Freestyle Creative, I started the company back in 2007. It was a video production company called Freestyle Productions. And uh, we've grown it quite a bit since then. Um, we are now full service marketing and advertising. So we do digital, PR, branding, along with video production, um, websites. So we're pretty much full service. And uh, I feel like a lot of people tell me, man, you grew the company so fast. But <laughs> it's only been um, the past two years that we've actually gotten some really good momentum. But we've been around for almost 10 years now. When I tell people 10 years, they're like, wait, what? You've been around for 10 years? I'm like, yeah, we've yeah, been doing this for crazy. 10 years. So it's so it just takes time to get to that point. And um, I think the big game changer for me was having a great team. Like yeah. having a team that's uh, really experienced. And uh, well, I say really experienced compared to me in marketing and advertising. Um, it's kind of that, that, that old trope of uh, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So you surround right. yourself with just awesome people. Right, right. And Kelly's here. She's uh, she, she's <laughs> apparently not here. She's staying she, she's there. Shaking she's shaking her head. Here. But when she came on board back in 2014, was it 2014, 13, 14, 14 this summer, um, she really helped build our marketing department. Yeah. And because I didn't have experience in that, and she did. So she had worked on a lot of different campaigns. So that really. 
helps awesome. a lot because I didn't know what I was doing when it came to marketing as far as working at an agency. I'd never, I'd never yeah. worked in an agency before. So, And you guys just recently went through a full rebrand, right? Because like, like you said, you were free, Freestyle Productions mm-hmm. before and then it would switch to Freestyle Marketing and Films mm-hmm. and now it's Freestyle Creative. Yeah. So first of all, let's talk about how you got started. Because yeah. like you said, like what you were saying, like it took about 10 years, which my dad always said that like, that's how long you need to work at something before it's, you realize yeah. it's something that you really want to do. Yeah. It's 10 years. Yep. <laughs> so if you're wanting to start a business, you have to at least prepare yeah. for a decade of at pain least. and anguish. Yes, <laughs> at least. So, but things are so much better now. Like we have a great team. Everything's working really well. Um, it's pretty smooth. Uh, we're growing consistently. It's, I can't complain. It's a pretty, it's, it's a much better than few, uh, the first seven years so yeah. let me tell you that well was... when you first started out as freestyle productions mm-hmm. like what did that look like kind of paint that picture take us back in time freestyle production so we did a lot of uh production so i was think of it as a a freelance company essentially so we'd work with a lot of different agencies locally mm-hmm. so i did get some perspective at least i got to work with agencies to see a little bit of how they were running so uh um, we did a lot of that. I also did a lot of freelance work with on films. So we had a big film yes. background. So we did a lot of that. Other films that would come into town. Uh, I would be either crew or equipment would be on the films. Combination of both. So it yep. was. So I got experience in both areas of advertising and film. And uh, what were you? What was your capacity on those sets? Were you crew? Or it, you it, d- it depends on the project. But a lot of times I was crew. I was either a camera operator, or first AC, or cinematographer. Yeah. Variation of those. That's cool. So, and then I've even been DIT before. So like somewhere in the, somewhere in the camera department. Right. Clearly. So, so what, um, where was the transition between the video production to then you started adding on marketing and stuff? When was the transition as far? Okay. As far as, okay. Cause you did that, which is basically freelance, uh-huh. free, freelance, freestyle, freestyle, freelance, free work. <laughs> Free, free, free. And how long How long would you say that you were doing that? The freelance style? Yeah. Let me think. I feel like the, the true transition, if I were to think, look back, I'd say 2013 up until oh, wow. so that's It was a long time. I, it felt like a lot of freelance. I mean, we every, every, every once in a while we did have a client that we would work with a client directly so it wasn't so much, um, didn't feel like so much of freelance, but... I felt like it was a very long time. Yeah. To me, it felt like a long time. Maybe I'm telling it wrong. Maybe I remember it wrong, but it felt like a very when long time. When you freelance, it always feels like a long time. <laughs> it's like, like, it's like, I'm, just, I'm just trying to think. Like I've been full-time freelance for like four, year, four years, I think, mm-hmm. and God almighty, it feels like it's been forever. It yeah. feels like it's been at least a decade. Yeah, but, well, I'll tell you why it feels like that. Yeah. Because when you work at a day job, it's like, what, 40 hours a week? Yeah. When you freelance, it's like 80 hours a week. Yeah, so yeah then there's that... that the classic meme that's like, I remember my first part-time job, 40 hours a week. Right. I feel like um, when you're working on a movie, when you're working on a full-length feature, it's like that that machine in Princess Bride that I just sucked one year from your life. Like, yeah. you finish a freaking it's feature like film. you lost part of your life. Like, <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I've aged. <laughs> it's like the no, presidency. Seriously. Like, I've just aged so just much over the years so of freelance. Much. Yeah, freelance is, is pretty tough. We did a lot of those. And I remember... I was on set of one of these films where we were going over 16 hour days mm-hmm. realistically because I'm counting the drive in drive out too. Oh I mean, yeah. It was, uh, and I was like, 
well, especially if you're anything, everything I was doing. If you're not camera team or sound team, if you're any other department, it's like you are their first man in, last one out. Yep, it seems like. Mm-hmm. And that's where those sixteen-hour days come into play. And that's yeah. golly. And you start realizing, well, maybe I should, you know, maybe I should do something else. Right. At least, at least I need to do something, something different. Something yeah. needs to change. And that came to me, I think, two thousand thirteen is whenever I was like, man. Um, getting burnt out here. Yep. So. That's something, like, I feel like that could be a whole podcast episode. It's just the burnout from the bur- burnt doing, <laughs> working in film. Because it's wonderful. It's, it's you know, a, a gift from God. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, geez, it's exhausting. It is like, very difficult. It's hard to maintain a family and, you know, that have family, relationships. Really, really, it puts a lot of strain on relationships. Um, Do you feel like that had any effect on the decision to move away from freelance to starting Absolutely. studio and all that yeah probably the main reason <laughs> <laughs> yeah i want to have children and I, have, I want them to know me i want to have a weekend <laughs> yeah yeah i want to have a weekend and you know agencies are kind of known for like working really long hours too and that's one thing i didn't want to have from the start is we want to have a good work-life balance because that was yeah. obviously an issue for me and i didn't want that to be an issue so we try really hard at Freestyle to have a good work-life balance. Yeah. So that's kind of what we're trying to get known for here. As an I agency. think your you guys' dynamic here, like with you and all the employees and all mm-hmm. the, the interns and stuff, like there's such a fun family mm-hmm. feel to it. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's funny whenever I come to freelance for you guys because I feel like the grizzled war veteran who's come in and like <laughs> I'm hanging with all these happy people. <laughs> I'm like, oh, sound speeds. <laughs> I got to go back into the field. Danger close. <laughs> Danger close. That's kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, our team is pretty happy. They work, I mean, work really well together. Like, just this past Sunday, we had team building at uh, Matt's house, watching the Super Bowl. Nice. Everyone brought something. It was really fun, and we really enjoyed it. Just, we do a lot of stuff like that. We try to yeah. just spend time with each other outside of work and just have a good time and not really talk about work. Yeah. You know, just have a good time. We played like a, whatever that game's called, I probably... It's, it's like Mafia. The game's like Mafia. So we played a game. Oh, like yeah. I know that game. Yeah. I just murdered you. Yes. Is so. that the one where you're like, you're walking so around the guess. room and whoever blinks at you, like, you're is the... You're eye closed and someone's supposed to have a, like, you're supposed to guess who the killer is. Yeah. We played some games during halftime, so it was, right. it was kind of fun though. It was pretty cool. Which awesome. Just, Which, by the way, how about the freaking Patriots? I didn't watch the Super Bowl. I just, <laughs> saw, I just saw the aftermath because I, like... Yeah. We went to the sports bar and I was like, okay, well, the Falcons are definitely winning this game. Gonna just check out. Because they're like right. 25 ahead or something. Yeah, and then they also. Fourth quarter, around. it's like, ugh. Wow. Yeah, you just never know. Don't count your. Don't count your victory unless. Or don't count your losses even. Like, yeah. You never know. It's not over until it's really over. Sheesh. It's crazy. It's cra- it is crazy. It's crazy. It was almost equally as much of a surprise as the election. <laughs> 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 let's get back to you guys uh, but with freestyle yeah so um like whenever you started the studio here in more which by the way i pray for you guys every single time i see a tornado warning oh, anywhere yeah. you guys well, are in the crosshairs of <laughs> freaking tornado yeah. alley so here's what we do when a tornado comes we watch the weather well before it comes we evacuate as you should so we, we are long gone before it yeah. even can form usually because we watch the weather we're pretty uh we're set up to to technically work remotely. 
oh that's good servers and the cloud storage all our files are on there and yeah uh everyone but video could probably work remotely Right. Yeah. <laughs> Video and if, if you guys are wondering what we're talking about, uh, Freestyle Creative, the office space, is right across from the um, um, the Warren, mm-hmm. which is like, basically, when the more tornado came through, it was like right across the street from you guys. Yeah, it was really Holy close crap. to us. We didn't get hit, but it was very close to us. Now, this building that we're in right now was, I think, hit in the... As I think it was the May third tornado, like a, yeah. a long time ago here in, in Moore. This <sighs> spot was leveled, and they built this this area after oh, that. Oh, really? So this this exact location Jeez. has been hit by the tornado. What is the deal with Moore? What who know. who didn't do the right sacrifice or something <laughs> to the tornado gods? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's crazy. I wanted your firstborn oxen, not this garbage. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so. When did you guys build the studio here? The studio, so this, the front part, not the studio in the back, the front part, we moved in here in 2000, 2009. Okay. May of 2009. And then the studio in the back was built later. That was okay. built in. I would say it was complete, all painted and everything the way it is right now in like December 2010. Okay. So about a year and a half, 18 months maybe later. That's cool. What we're talking about right now is the Freestyle has a... Um, a green screen studio in the back. You have a green screen, you've got a white limbo, and then you've got a black limbo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, I, I have shot so many times here just for like skit guys mm-hmm, and yeah. like, uh, like Indian head projects and mm-hmm. stuff. Someday maybe a prairie dog project will come through. <laughs> <laughs> if I can ever have some freaking no, time. Awesome. Awesome. That'd, be cool. That'd be cool. But, um, but yeah, so is that like, let's talk about that angle as far as starting a business, like having having that thing that you rent out or that you can offer mm-hmm. clients and that kind of thing. Like, was that a, was that a pretty big, um, uh, way of getting business? Yeah. So one of the things that we also did besides freelancing is, so I had, uh, we had some camera equipment built up it actually started off when I was a student, I bought an HVX 200 as a oh, student. Man. And I was one of the only people who had an HVX 200 and people were asking me if they could rent it. Was that, were those the ones with the big P2s in the P2 back? P2 cards. Yeah. yeah we oh, just man. sold ours this past 20, 2016. I think we sold ours. Yeah. We still had it. Like, this is like, wow. this is what initiated the like, hey, maybe we can rent our equipment. So we're going to buy this equipment, use it ourselves for our clients and friends. And when we're not using it, we can maybe rent it and make some money off of yeah. it. So that's how the whole rental, because we had a rental element to our business. We mm-hmm. were kind of known as the, one of the agencies, one of the production companies you can come rent equipment from. So we had the HVX 200s, started renting those. Then I was like, well, we got, we're got we making some money off of this and yeah. we're using it. I had it's to, so, rentals yeah. are awesome because are like awesome. you, you're saying I can make money and I don't have to do anything. This yes. is the best. <laughs> this is the best. <laughs> the best. But sometimes your, your equipment can come back maybe. And it's been maimed. <laughs> and it's been, yeah, I've had a few scenarios there, but... Um, then when we got the red camera, we were trying to really up our production quality, but we also were renting it out. And one one thing it really did for us that I didn't originally anticipate, which I really utilized later, was it helped us get on big productions that we otherwise would not have been able to get on. Mm, yeah. So like, is it, it the red one or red? Epic it was or? the red one back yeah. then. Then red offered a trade in. Oh, so that's why we've been able to constantly upgrade, upgrade, upgrade. Yeah, that's red awesome. An upgrade program. So we went from red one to epic. Epic to Epic Dragon. Right. And now that I have the helium, we're kind of like, well, we're not doing so much rentals. 
the quality of our work, I mean, the Red Dragon's really good. We really yeah. need upgrades. So we've kind of like, we're still the Red Dragon right now. And it's still great. So we barely Can do rentals now. Can you invest in an Aerie Alexa? That would be I, great. Yeah, I don't know about that. That's that's, <laughs> that's pretty expensive. And I don't know if I'd get my RO or return on investment back this yeah. fast. It's just really hard to, uh, when you start getting to that level of camera, like that right. expensive, there's just not That's so the camera many. that they make big freaking movies with and it's very uh, expensive man stuff. i'll tell you as a sound guy we sound guys typically despise reds because they're so effing loud the, the, the fan, fan on them yes. sounds like yeah. a leaf blower yeah it does and uh grant province a local sound mixer put it the mm-hmm. best way that i've ever heard because uh sam calvin the dp on the project we were working on i, I always bitch about the red to sam and he's like, well, oh, come on, it's not that bad. And then Grant was like, imagine if you were trying to light a scene and you were setting your frame and everything, and I had a, I had a light on the end of my boom pole that would not turn off until we were ready to roll. And then Sam was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. He's like, yeah, yeah, we, can't, we don't even know if the air conditioning's off because the freaking red is blowing in the wind. <laughs> That's hilarious. On <clears throat> the newer ones, they have fixed that problem. For have they the, good? For the most part, for the most part. I think the uh, sound guys all rose up and yeah. protested to Red. It's a lot of like overheating issues they always had because the yeah. process is so much data. They just oh my god, that's like yeah. how like a it supercomputer. Yeah, it's a supercomputer. So it's, but yeah, no, it's a, it's a very loud. It's a louder camera when it's not rolling. So you still have cameras and stuff like that that you rent out. Actually, you yeah. supplied the camera equipment to us whenever we were shooting Vessel. Okay, Vessel. Yes. Okay, very cool. That was the, cool. <laughs> the short film earlier in oh, the yes, year. Oh, yeah. yes, yes, <laughs> James Sorry, Ray's so short films, film yes. that we're, we're still in post-production on. Okay. Thank very you cool. for you're, you're letting us thank use you your cameras and stuff. partnering up with us, yeah. yeah. And um, so let's talk about the, 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 the boring businessy stuff. <laughs> That's a great way to set it up. <laughs> let's, start about, let's talk about the boring business stuff. <laughs> Uh, and then check out. And um, I'm about to walk out of the room right now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now I'm sitting by myself and uh, talking to myself. That, that's that's chaos. <laughs> um, so l- let's talk about insurance and that kind of thing. Like with yes. rentals, it's a really good idea to have, have production insurance. Absolutely. Can you walk us through that process? Yeah. So we have uh, our equipment insured for uh, um, in case anything bad were to happen to the equipment. And uh, you have to pay a big, I mean, good premium, obviously, on that. So the way we we do rentals is the production company or the individual has to provide us a certificate of insurance, so the com- so the equipment has to be insured right. before we rent it or it goes out. Because what what would happen if all of a sudden they check out this fifty thousand dollar equipment yeah. and then they drop it in the ocean? I'm just using mm-hmm. that example, or, or it gets lost. Oh man, on a, on a film set, it could anything could anything happen. Anything could happen. Anything. So you want to have production insurance to cover that. So that's very important for us. And that was actually one of the most stressful things for me when I was first starting out the rental business is like, I was always like, cause I'd invested so much, especially at the time it was so much for me to invest mm-hmm. in a red camera. And what if something bad would happen? I'd like lose everything I had. Oh know? yeah. So, so my it's like, life. It's like, it's like everything's like out the door when you rental. It's like, oh my gosh, someone just left with all my money. Yeah. And do I know they're going to come well, back? Well, it's so funny it's because so like, weird. that's one thing about doing this particular line of work is like your life is dependent on your gear. Yes. And like, if I if I were to leave my gear in my car, my car were to get broken into, oh, well, man. I'm just shit out of luck. <clears throat> like, I guess I'm gonna start working at Starbucks. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I've heard so many stories of people, people breaking into their house or their 
production mm. van or something and stealing stuff. I've heard it so much. It's just like great. It's just like gonna happen. Or yeah. Something. So uh, no. We have some tight security here. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Things get locked up very well yeah. here. We have security systems everywhere. You do. So they do have a very heavy security system here. Don't even try it. With guns attached. So if guns. you were to come in here, imagine the imagine Bat Cave. That. Yeah. It's like yeah. that. I'm kidding. I have no idea. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly wants to comment. Kelly, Kelly. <laughs> so, who do you get your insurance through? Is it fifteen percent or more on from Geico, or how does that work? <laughs> I think we had it through Fractured Atlas at some at one point. Uh, I don't manage it right now. Princess, our office manager, uh, oversees that. And at one point, we went through someone local. Um, but I remember I was with Fractured Atlas the longest time. Nice. Where can people get like really basic? Basic. I'm going through puberty again. Uh, where can people get like really basic equipment insurance, that kind of thing? Um, I mean, Fracture Alice was a really good one for us. It seemed like the most affordable. It was all online. It was very easy. Yeah. They streamlined the process. If you just fill out a document online, they spit out this quote. Nice. Like, okay. Yeah. That's simple enough. And there's always, there just seemed like it was the lowest. Um, from what I had when I was shopping at the time. Yeah. But rates for And the affordability is probably the most important thing, especially for anybody that's freelancer, anybody that works in this industry. I love it whenever people think that if you work in film and music, or like if you work in the film industry, that you're like filthy rich. <laughs> I, this is, okay, this is funny. <laughs> so at my 10 year school, high school reunion, people voted me most likely to be a millionaire because I work in film. And wow. I, Laughed out loud. Wow. I was wow. like, you guys have no clue. <laughs> you don't even know. And then I burst into tears and ran away. But uh, um, let's talk about clients. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's, you know, you getting your equipment um, is one thing, but getting steady clients, like getting your name out there and getting those clients to start coming in, kind of walk us through that process. Um, so yeah, that was actually one of the problems really starting off as video production because you would hustle so hard, you go to networking events, you talk to people. Uh, for me, it was a lot of networking and mm -hmm. how we would meet people. I mean, when you go to networking, not even 10% of the people in the room are probably going to be even potential clients. So it's right. like, you had to know all these people yeah, and then you finally meet the right person. So it's like, it takes a while or someone knows someone or, uh, anyways, the biggest struggle was to get that consistent project. So you get a client, you do one project and they're done. Yeah. Like you spend all this time and energy to get a client and you're done. Yeah. And that was also one of the reasons we went into marketing and advertising because you can do a monthly reoccurring services. Yeah. And video it could be one of the elements, not always. The, the only video. element. Right. That was one element. thing that we ran into with Indian Head that, that seemed to be a pretty consistent problem across the board with full service video production groups mm -hmm. is just the, the having the regularity of clients and like just video like that's just one tiny aspect of their marketing and they don't want to fragment out every, or, or just contract every little department and yeah. piecemeal it together so what i did at one point was we worked a lot with agencies mm -hmm. um it's really hard to get in with agencies because there's always someone who's already in line Right. Oh, yeah. Someone who's already in line. Because every freaking videographer and film person is a hustler. They can yeah. hustle. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every single one of them. So it was really hard for us. Uh, there were some people I really worked on to work with, and I never got the opportunity to work with them. There's others that 
I worked a lot with other agencies here and I, you know, got a lot of experience working with them. And I mean, we gave them a great deal. I mean, another problem is also with video, it may sound weird. Like there's always that one person who's going to be cheaper. Oh yeah. It's, it, it, there's a joke. Someone, there's some jerk film student. (laughs) (laughs) So you can never, it's like, you can never compete on price because there's always someone cheaper. So someone told me, I think the quote was, some, there's always someone who's willing to go out of business before you. No, <laughs> That's swear. so true. There's <laughs> always someone yeah. who's willing to go out of business before you. So finding ways to like leverage to where it's not only about price. And for us, it was like, look, we have the red camera. And if that's really important for you, here's how we, here's our, you know, our rate. Yeah. So it kind of like differentiated from us differentiated us from other competitors. So it's the, always the goal was, what can we offer that is different and somebody else can't match that was always our like how do we figure that out and with the red was one of those studio was another one um uh, so it's not just that you're the most talented guy it's that you have tangible offerings you have tangible offerings that we could throw in now talent is very important don't get me wrong it is very important yeah but when it comes down to like making that decision a lot of it there's a lot of variables and if they're trying to impress a client That'll impress a client. And yeah. the qual- I mean, the quality of work really looks great too with some of the equipment. And being talented is very important, but there's always, like I said, someone who's just more hungry than you are, it feels like. Yeah. So. Which it- it's funny, the irony of that, mm-hmm. that they're willing to do it for less money, mm-hmm. which is kind of a paradox because that's a great way to go out of business. <laughs> it's like, I'm you, the cheapest guy. That's not, that's not good. That's not, that is that, not, that's that is not how you make not, a living. That is not. And a lot of it's about value and consistency and quality. So what they want to see is they don't want to see problems. Like one thing we offer is like, Hey, are all of our stuff's insured? We had location insurance. So if someone was on set and fell and broke their knee or ankle or something, like we have insurance for that. So for a lot of agencies, that was peace of mind. Yeah. And I think they, they really like that. So a lot of agencies didn't do in-house for that reasons of liability. Right. So they would contract out a company that had the insurance, that had the payroll. That just They could just cut us one check and be done with it. Um, and for us to be able to communicate that when they're bidding us against somebody else. Because chances are, that guy who's willing to go out of business doesn't have insurance. Right. I'm just being real. No, that's, like, I like think like that's really true. Little, these little differences. Like, hey do you want your company to be liable for this? <laughs> yeah. Like that's a huge selling factor. Right. And most people don't think about that, but when you pitch that, like here's what makes us different than this other guy. Yeah. Allowed us to win bids at higher prices. I think it's really interesting how like the, the, the boring stuff, like the insurance stuff and like the tax stuff yes. and all that, like that, that's the stuff that's going to get it's you so the important. most business. Absolutely. People don't, I, I never thought about it. Yeah. When I first started, I was yeah. like, wait, what's this insurance? Wait, what's, what do I need? I didn't even think about it until we did Vessel, and then uh-huh. we had to get production insurance right, for the right. camera and for the grip truck and everything, and I'd never dealt with that before. Right. And then it, it just dawned on me, like, oh, my God, that's, like, that's a huge, mm-hmm. huge. That's huge, absolutely. It's, it's so, there's so many hidden costs, especially with storing files. Like, when we shoot with the red, that's one thing we didn't anticipate at first was the <laughs> the massive, is it 4k or is it now it's 6k now it's 6k why it's 6K. <laughs> why yeah. do we need 6k and it's raw so the images are very large yeah. so um, Golly. it looks great it's sharp the color the, the what you can do with the color grading on that is incredible yeah um and I love the 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 interview cheat with the uh with 4k and 6k how like well I can shoot it wide but then I can punch in can and punch then do a close exactly. up <laughs> reframe your yeah. image which is very 
very I effective. Could do a digital pan. <laughs> if, if, and if you also set it up right, you can take stills out of it and, and have some print. Yeah. Because the image is such high resolution. There's like, That's if you crazy. have multi purpose it. So it's, so there's a lot of different benefits there. But that, like, there's just so much you learn when you start your own company. And for me, it's kind of weird because I started off so hands on video production. Yeah. Like so hands on. I did video editing, I did chroma keying, I did After Effects, I, did, I even had done sound, yeah. gaffing, producing, writing, production managing, like all the different departments. But that's so important it that is. you did because that's your foundation. Mm -hmm. To work below the line before you're right. above the line, I think is like the most pivotal thing Absolutely. in the world. Absolutely. It's very critical. And slowly through the whole business of like, Oh, insurance, and I need. Oh, how do we do the payroll properly? Like, because you have to file the tax. I mean, there's a lot of business. Yeah, that, yeah. Be, you that know, stuff is so lost on me. So it's it's very it's, it gets more complicated. And before you know it, like you got all this creativity skills. Now it's like so business minded. Whereas now today, I'm thinking so business and less filmmaker. It's so yeah. weird that it's. I've, I feel like I've, I'm so transitioned out of it by now. Yeah. Uh, because but yeah, that's a good natural progression yeah. though, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. I, I really enjoy it. For me, it's like, I'm still learning. I'm yeah. still learning and I'm learning new stuff. And I didn't, when I was in college, I didn't really think I'd have an agency. Yeah. Like I didn't think marketing advertising, like, I would have gone, I would probably studied it more. Right. <laughs> yeah. Of, I wish yeah. I would have taken a business class because, like, class. all the tax yeah. stuff and everything is so lost on me. Tax like, classes, yeah. God. Like, it's numbers. I'm yeah, good numbers. with, like, <laughs> working out my levels and, like, I could talk waveforms and the electromagnetic spectrum all day long. <laughs> right. But when it comes to freaking numbers and taxes and math, just right. I'm done. No, it's, it's, it's a whole nother world. It really is. Yeah. So, like, learning all that stuff, like, I had to step away from a lot of my involvement with film in order to do this stuff and uh i mean it's worked out it's been pretty good we we are uh we've grown quite a bit i mean the last three years we've last two three years we've done some major growth you guys in comparison yeah. yeah and like by the way the renovations that you've got you guys have done they uh -huh. they repainted the offices and everything it looks awesome <laughs> thank you thank you appreciate it. it was a huge team effort we we uh we really enjoyed it it was yeah for me, at first when I saw how much it was going to cost, I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I was like, but then when it was done, I was like, you know what? I just, everyone feels better. Everyone's yeah. like happy. Everyone's was proud of it. It looks great. Clients walk in. It gives them that more sense of confidence. Yeah. We're more confident. It's just, it feels really good. It feels more creative. Yeah. And actually, let's talk about the, <clears throat> the, the idea of having an office as opposed to just having like a home office. Mm -hmm. Like, when you're starting out, like obviously, of course, you're gonna have a home office and everything, but eventually, right. like you have to make the choice: do I want to have a an office office, or do I want to keep living working out of my house? And what do you think about that? Okay, um, I would say I worked out of my house for three years professionally. <clears throat> I had uh, I had roommates, I had a house, and I had roommates who we were split and rent three way, and. We had that. We had gotten a four bedroom. That fourth bedroom was like the office. Nice, right? So we did it. We had two editors. I even had staff. I had like two people like doing editing. Like, <laughs> out of your house, little, like yeah, that's awesome. We're like then you have your roommates, different people. And so the business like, was originally called Pied Piper. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of funny because, I mean, your rent when you have when you split rent through like three way, you just yeah. you pay a lot less. I think we're paying. And I don't remember the exact number. Something like three hundred dollars a month right. range. 
And that's our overhead for our business and for my living. That's, so it yeah, that's efficient. awesome. It was pretty efficient. And it's a freaking tax write-off. Yes, for that for that square footage of the house yeah. and its utility. Right, right off that freaking office, man. <clears throat> yeah, right off that office. It's the best. <laughs> I remember what happened was, since I was managing, I was in the master bedroom. I had, had to move out of the master bedroom. It was, it was a much better, bigger room. It had all the equipment. It had a little silk screen, like a little studio, like a little small studio there. And I had to move into one of the other bedrooms. That was like the office. <laughs> I, had to switch, I had to switch it. I had to switch it out. And then at some point, when my roommates moved out, so I had like this editing room. Then I had like the studio room. Yeah. And then it was my room. And then the the, the closet was like the storage room for the right. Equipment. So I was like, this this house has been taken over <laughs> by equipment and production yeah. my business. It's like I'm running That's a business out of cool, my house. That's kind of cool, though. Honestly, it's kind of cool. So by the third year, I was like, so I made a plan. I really. So by then, I was getting married. So I bought an I bought a new house. I sold that one, and I downsized significantly. I felt like, uh, but then I started this office. Yeah. So my living expense went down even more. Hmm. But then we had we we invested in this office, and let me tell you that was dangerous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because now all of a sudden you got big overhead. Yeah, you have a lot more big. You have a bigger bigger overhead and. Uh, I mean, things are great now, but it was that was like a we kind of stretched ourselves pretty pretty yeah. thin. Um, were you still registered at that time? Were you registered a sole proprietorship LLC? LLC. LLC. We've always been LLC. Yeah, I can never like because right now I'm still registered as just sole sole proprietor. Right. Which I is okay right now. You know, I take that back now. Sorry to interrupt, but I think I might have been not an LLC at the very beginning. Right. Um, but yeah, the LLC. There's different benefits, plus and minuses, I could get into from yeah. what I understand. But if you want me to get into, I can. But I'm actually kind of curious because okay. it's just for yeah. a very selfish reason. Okay. Like, should I register as an LLC? <laughs> for an LLC, from what I understand, and and again, I'm not like a tax person or a, a, a yeah. business lawyer or anything. But my understanding is the liability is different. Mm-hmm. So if something were to happen for whatever reason, let's say we're on set. And God forbid the jib fell on someone's head and they die. I'm just using an yeah. extreme scenario. <laughs> it's a very extreme scenario. Horror, Hence why I sold my jib. I sold my jib, by the way. But the shot was beautiful. The shot was totally <laughs> worth it. Um, it was a killer shot. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes. <laughs> so, <laughs> Kelly, you're funny. She's like, Kelly's just laugh. shaking her head. Like, we have an audience so member here. <laughs> um, your, your necklace is like magnetic and it's stuck to your. Anyways, uh, t- but an LLC would protect you from that. Protect you would yeah. protect you. It'd be it'd be the company would be liable, not an individual. Right. And that for me was kind of important. Yeah. Um, because with plans of growing the company, and I think it's easier to bring in partners if that were to happen. Right. Um, and that is my plans in the long run. So, um, you pay more in taxes from what I understand. It's like, it's like a different as tax. As an thing. LLC, you do pay more. As an LLC, it's just, t- there's a different taxing structure. Right. So there's plus and minuses. Yeah. Um, it's not for everybody. You have to like, it's, it's per individual scenario is right. how I would. I think that's it. why whenever Indian Head was still in existence, we were registered as an S corp. And okay. I think that's why. So that we didn't S-Corp have to pay is like so many taxes. Like, it's like maxes out at 15% or something. Yeah. So it's 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 S Corp is really good for taxes. But liability is is the main issue. LLCs, from what I understand, is more protected. Right. So that's LLC. So registers and I'm 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 gonna do it this year. I'm gonna <laughs> do it. It's only like a hundred bucks, right? Yeah. Just to file as an LLC. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm actually hoping to uh, be able to register the Okie Show Show as a nonprofit so that we can start actually getting real sponsors and then helping people get their short films and projects off the ground, hopefully, someday. Yeah. That's a totally off topic. That's <laughs> cool. That's good. That's good. But um, so let's talk about – this will be the last little – talking point before we move on to some gamey games but uh freestyle doesn't just do marketing and media and all that kind of stuff you also produce feature films in fact in the yes. hallway we have yes. tons of tons movie of posters movies. what all for, can you name all the movies that you've produced so I, far i can try <laughs> lightning uh, round let, go. Let, me, let me let me go in the hallway real quick <laughs> yeah. and get my cheat sheet uh <coughs> we i kind of lost track i have how many films we've worked on um and there's a lot of posters we had in the hallway that we've updated that just, we don't have enough room. Yeah, yeah there's posters, not enough room. I guess. Yeah. To, so we put the ones, we usually have the feature films on there. So we have Post Human Project was one we were pretty involved with actually yeah. um, from the very beginning of that one. That was, yeah, films take yeah. a long time to complete. Right. So. It did take a long time. They take, take a very, very long time to complete. <laughs> and uh, Hollis was another one. A feature film. Yeah. Uh, that was uh, Brian, um, Brian Kate's movie? Yes. He was one of the producers on yeah. it. Uh, Sonny was the director on that. That's right. And uh, what else do we have? Heroes of the Realm. So we work a lot with Kyle. Yeah. That was a 48-hour That was hour a 48-hour film short. Um, uh, great. Now I'm drawing a blank. I saw Electric Nostalgia. Electric Nostalgia, yes. Heck, yeah. That was the most recent one. That was so that's really cool. two Best Oklahoma features two right there. Two Best Oklahoma features right there. Yeah. And we've done a ton of short films, like a ton of, like a lot of short films. I mean, we've done probably over 20, if I were to go back and count. I mean, yeah. Just, just a crap ton. Just a, just a crap ton. <laughs> and that, a part of that is because that's our, that was my background as a film, film media studies from OU. And it's like an ultimate form of creativity is what I like to yeah. tell people. It's like, it's got all these different elements in it and it's a good exercise yeah. storytelling. And when you work in advertising and marketing, people don't really connect with sale, sale, sale. You know, yeah. it's not really, you see all these commercials locally that just, oh yes, so bad. But people yeah. connect emotionally <clears throat> The with, truck commercial. Yeah. Buy my trucks! Buy my trucks now! <laughs> yeah. But people connect better emotionally with, uh, like with a feeling that you can portray, whatever that message may be. But positivity is always good. We always go with positivity, like a yeah. positive feeling. But or comedy, even if it's like funny and a funny story, yeah, people connect with that. So that's kind of like something that makes us very unique compared to other agencies. Like yeah, you, you I can't think of any other that marketing movies, group that produces films for sure. That produces films. So we've we've always really enjoyed that. It's just really fun, and then we use it to market ourselves as, as well. It's like, yeah. oh, look, we made that's films. a huge marketing it's point. It's a huge marketing yeah. point. Yeah, absolutely. It's well, like, it's just like those makeup girls that you know they'll get normal clients, be, like regular clients for like weddings and stuff like mm -hmm. that, because. They want to hire a makeup artist that worked on movies and stuff. Exactly. This is the same girl that did Dennis Quaid's makeup. <laughs> She's going to make me look gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kelly, any com comment there? <laughs> you want to join in here? <laughs> Shaking her head. Um, <clears throat> so uh, what else was I saying? So yeah, and also films are very, they're, they're, they're just fun. They like are when, fun. Whenever there's, it's complete, so whenever it's complete, when it's done, when yeah. it's all done. When you're at the film festival, it's a blast. When it's a film festival, it's a blast. 
Um, that's also why we partner with filmmakers. We don't spearhead any of the productions. We did that first, but we stopped doing that because of the time amount of time it yeah. takes. So we partner with filmmakers who are already going to probably make a film. Mm-hmm. It's probably already going to complete. So we just kind of help them elevate it. Yeah. Essentially, is what we do, and we help also market. It's pretty much what we do. Yeah, and Jenna which that's so very important. I think that's so cool that you guys do that because. <clears throat> Like, I feel like we need more of that. <coughs> Excuse me while I die on, on the air. <laughs> I feel like we need more of that, like more just genuine support for filmmakers to get through, right. to get their, not their movies made, to get their dreams made. Right. That's essentially what you're doing whenever you're, mm-hmm. you know, doing this production support is you're helping dreams come alive. And mm-hmm. that is so rare. And we help them connect that dream to people yeah. so they can actually find out about it and see it as well. So it's, yeah. it's pretty rewarding. I mean, we have a good time. Uh... I don't regret doing that. I think it's been a big, it's really helped us a lot. Yeah. It's been, and it's unique. Again, like, like I said, like my, one of my points was what can we do differently that nobody else is doing? That's always yep. what we're always pushing for. The whole team, we're always trying to think innovative, like just what can we do different? Right. Like constantly evolve. So that's, it's been, it's been good for us. It's yeah. worked out. So we're trying to always go it's to It's definitely worked out. You've got a freaking shelf full of <laughs> awards out in that. Like, I think you need more awards. You should see our storage room. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like we were at some place. It was just like this table was just littered with all these awards. I was like, geez. We're just going to give them away at this yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, that's you know every client that comes in for a for a consultation they leave with an award. <laughs> Here's your gift. <laughs> yeah, just Here's take this. Well, it could look like yeah. with freestyle. Yeah. This thanks. Thanks for your business. Here's an Emmy. <laughs> Have you guys won an Emmy yet? Um, there was a project I was executive producer on okay. that we won an Emmy for, and Heartland Emmy. Okay. Yeah. So, so yes, an Emmy. Yeah. It's crazy how many people I know that have Emmys, if not multiple Emmys. Yes. The Heartland Emmys are all over the place. It's crazy. Yes, we're trying to hopefully get one for our agency, so we're pretty excited yeah. about that. We got, yeah. we got a really cool project that we did that we're submitting actually for, so yeah. we're so excited. Um, yeah, and I worked on that one too, and I'm pretty excited about it too. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. Knock on wood. Knock on wood, yes. Emmys. Emmys, yeah. <laughs> Emmy. yeah. So um, last question. What, would, what advice would you give <clears throat> to the beginning business person Who's wanting to get their business off the ground? From the very beginning, beginning. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I would say buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> I would say don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> talk just about that get much. A, just get a normal job. <laughs> just get a normal job like everybody else. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it is tricky because <laughs> on it, like I think everyone who has their own business, all we all think that same thing of like, God, I should have. I should have never done this. <laughs> Why? The, Why did the someone not getting... warn me? Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I would say definitely uh, have a lot of uh, money saved up. Yeah. Because it's costly. Yeah. It's a lot. It's going to be a lot more costly than you think. Mm-hmm. And be prepared for a lot of worst case scenarios. Um, and that's going to probably talk a lot of people out of it right there. Yeah. But it's just really hard to start from scratch and uh, build something up. Because for any startup, any industry, there's just a lot of capital you have to put in. Mm-hmm. You'll lose so much money. You have to you spend will. money to make money. You have to spend a lot of money. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's kind of like, wait, I used to make money when I worked somewhere else, and now I'm losing money doing my own thing. It's almost like that's kind of like how it starts out. Yeah. So it's it's kind of, it's really tricky. But if you can have that and you constantly push through and you're 
I mean, it's it's very hard. You have to no no like what worked for us is not gonna work for somebody else. Everyone has a unique strength and unique uh, situation they're in. But if you can capitalize it properly and be consistent and not give up, right. I think you'll eventually come up come up in perseverance. In, in, perseverance is yeah. very important. Um, you don't want to obviously put your family at a point where you're like you're not making money. It's like very difficult. Yeah. Um, you have to be in the right situation to do that. So I would say, you know, if you're in the right situation, then it makes sense and you want to do it, do it. If not, you can always work at an agency and yep. you don't have to worry about, you know, you and know, you know wrong can, with that. Like, and I feel check, like so. a lot of young filmmakers that leave film school, they all think that they have to start their own video yeah. production company. Like there's so many video production companies out there, quote unquote, and you don't, you don't have to do that. Like it's okay to get a job with yeah. a studio or a firm or, Anything. It's a very, very <clears throat> bad idea to start a business with zero business experience or knowledge. Yes. I mean, I feel like the people, some people who probably didn't go to film or business school, because I was, I was a business major for a while. Oh, okay. I almost minored in business, actually. Oh, wow. Um, they didn't, I don't think they had a minors program at the time, but I had like a lot of hours in business. Yeah. And then I had mentors and I read books and I was constantly educating myself on business. Mm-hmm. So if you can't do that, it's like if I, I feel like if I, if I didn't do that, I would hundred percent failed. Guaranteed. Yeah. Like guaranteed. Yeah. I but guess that is, that's the other thing. Learn to read. <laughs> learn to read. Read all the time. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot you can learn about business, having mentors in business. <clears throat> and sometimes they'll tell you the hard truth. Sometimes you don't see it. And they're like, yeah. you're, Dude, this is this is a non-sustainable business model. You need to do something different, yeah. or you're gonna get out of business. Like, humility to, goes a long yeah. way. I've found, mm-hmm. like, with with having your own thing, right? Like, if you can't face the music, then you should choose yeah. something else. And you have to know when you're doing bad. Like, I'm doing right. bad right now. You need to like know, like, hey, something needs to change. Like, something has to change at this point. And being able to see that and pivoting properly, yeah, is very critical. And there's a lot of pivots that'll come as someone who starts their business. Like I said, like, if I if I could go back, maybe I'd work for some another agency because I, I started my business right out of college right and I didn't work for an agency but because I freelance I kind of freelance for agencies yeah. so I got some of that experience I feel like yeah I feel you like, kind of second I, I, I got that a little bit yeah. but um, and again it's so great that you started off below the line yes freelance yes because like there's no better place to learn how a set works how mm-hmm. you know all the the industry works and all that kind of stuff than to be just a grunt on yep. set absolutely and then when you're able to go above the line you start managing a team. You know, I've told, I told somebody this where producing a movie is like creating a business. Yeah. Like there's some, cause you have a team. Yeah. I mean, gosh, we'd be on film. So we have over 30 people. Like that's more people than work here full time. Yeah. You know? Well, and also, I mean, a feature film, <clears throat> you're working on that thing for at least three, two, three years. Yeah, feature film, we work in a while. It's, <laughs> it's a small business that just pops up. And then <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's gone. It pops yeah. up and then it's, it's, it's <gasps> gone. It's gone. And like, I, I feel like that gave me a lot of practice. Yeah. Uh, anywhere from... Oh, like, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Gave me a lot of practice on creating a business. Mm-hmm. And then how to like manage or deal with people. Yeah. Because so much of running a business is dealing with people. Yeah. So a lot of You gotta be that. a people person. You gotta be a people That's person. That's the other thing. If you're a dick, don't even try. Don't even try. <laughs> don't even try. Especially uh, in Oklahoma. Like I've never understood people that like are just kind of jerks and yeah. like they're, they're trying to con- consistently work. Yeah. 
Don't be a jerk. If you're a jerk, maybe run for president. There you go. I'm kidding. You're going to cut that part out <laughs> right there. If you're a filthy, filthy rich jerk, then yeah, you, you can run for, president. run for president. You, you can just pay people off. <laughs> I think I'm going to delete that part. <laughs> I'm saying it in the audio so you remember. Right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We could, we could get mildly political on this we'll podcast. It's okay. We'll ask Kelly after this is done. If that... <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> so uh, anyways, what was, the, what was the question? Sorry, I'm just going. Um, just just any final words to, to the young filmmaker business person i would suggest a filmmaker to do it like an indiegogo kickstarter to fund a project because i feel like uh, i feel i see a lot and i wasn't the same yeah honestly you have this idea we're gonna make this movie and it's gonna make money and we're gonna be (laughs) like so successful yeah and uh, here I am with uh, 20 films on the whole wall. And yeah. I'm not, they were Are not, you rolling in dough? No, no. <laughs> not, not, not Are you Scrooge McDucking it right now? <laughs> definitely, <laughs> not, definitely not Scrooge McDucking it right now. <laughs> yeah. um, it takes a long time. You have to do a lot of films to be able to get to that point. But like most independent films lose all the money. Yep. And if they're going to make a film, how much are they willing to lose? They need to like think about that. Mm, that's a good word. I mean, it, it really like you have to you have to really plan for that, and and then they get in that realm of like, okay, I've lost say ten thousand on this film. I need another five thousand to finish it. <laughs> Let yeah. me get that credit card out and finish. And now they're fifteen thousand in the hole. Yep. Like really consider that. Like as that's a, so true. <laughs> as a, I'm not, I'm not trying to crush any dreams, but I'm just saying like there's some dreams that do need to be crushed I agree. to a point. You some know, people <clears throat> need to like not put themselves in that situation. Yeah. Um, it's just a massive undertaking. It is and, a massive. And, uh, yeah, it's like it's totally <clears throat> one of those things where you got to be comfortable. Are mm-hmm. you comfortable losing twenty thousand dollars? Are you comfortable with that? Exactly. Yeah. Are you in a situation where you can do that? Yeah. Um, which is one of the reasons we partner with filmmakers because <laughs> yeah. we don't want to take the capital yeah. risk. Yeah. Um, and some have been successful. I mean, some have been, but not nowhere like anyone would think a film is. I mean, movies in theaters mm-hmm. with studios and A-list actors. I mean, yeah, that's different than an indie film. Like we don't make. Yeah, that money. Like, if we get lucky, we break even. Like, oh my gosh, that's such a successful that's, movie. Yeah, yeah. We, that's so, that's so, it's like the even. only business that you're like, I broke even. Yes, success. Yes. <laughs> Give me my trophy. It's like going to the casino and I didn't lose any money. I just broke even. Yes, success. That was a good film. So successful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's <laughs> that. That'd be one advice I would give. Like, and it's okay not to do that. You know, it's like, but if you want to create a film, tell a story. I mean, and if you can handle that financial risk go ahead and do it um and the other thing would be have a business mentality going into it Mm. don't try try to keep it to if you have an idea whatever it may be a show a podcast a web series film anything try to make sure it's sustainable like can this create revenue that we can continue this project like keep that in mind and and adjust your approach to where it could be like it may be let's get sponsors to help fund that you know Mm -hmm. i feel like posthuman was one of the most successful films i've worked on that had a lot of that in the beginning of can we get sponsorship can we do this how can we not risk yeah like that was a huge part of why it became successful because it was it was set up not to lose money i guess yeah. that was it, it, i feel like posthuman could almost be like a case study of how yes. to produce a film. how to produce a film properly yeah. and at the end like if the movie made no money we could have all walked away 
fine yeah. because we did the Kickstarter, we did fundraising, had mm-hmm. sponsors. Like we had all these different things in place. And when the film actually became successful and it made money and it sold, well, you know, it makes you feel good about it. Yeah. Even though it took like three, I mean, films take a long time. It was probably two, three years of uh, from script writing to casting to fundraising to film filming, and then and then the post went pretty fast on that one. I think really? <laughs> the, for a film, it was the a very post fast. And post human. The post <clears throat> and post human went pretty pretty quick. I would yeah. say some people probably might disagree with me, but I felt like it went pretty quick. Um, yeah. But yeah, just definitely be prepared for that if you want to. I mean chase that dream it just needs to be practical i mean yeah. i hate that I, f- I feel like i'm like bringing everybody down with that like <laughs> but it's just you see so many people in so many different industries like, so many people have like i feel like film has broken so many people oh totally like, yeah, i've been in this yeah. for 10 years i feel like film has broken so many people and i just mm-hmm. like I, I i'm like that guy's like oh, i don't know if i want everyone to be broken by film yeah. you know like and i feel like it had an effect on me I mean, that's why i pivoted because it was yeah i couldn't it was not sustainable for me so went to marketing and advertising and I still get to do that and still get to enjoy the film aspect of it. Yeah. We're still involved with films and we're in a unique position compared to most people and we're having a, we're having a good time, we're having fun. So it's yeah. That's it's fantastic. It's, it's it's good to be be able to find that find your place. Yeah. So and, then, and again there's nothing wrong with I mean people freelance all the time if that's what they enjoy doing. Yeah. Then that's if that's you find good. joy in it. Right. Then there's no there's nothing wrong with that. You should never do anything to get rich, I feel yeah, like. I mean never, especially in film. Just don't expect definitely it. Definitely not in film. Or I else mean. you will be crushed. <laughs> you will be crushed. <laughs> crushed <laughs> under the depression of your own dream. <laughs> yeah. Sheesh. But you know, have have a good time and, and plan for the worst case scenario. And if if it works out then you you know, you've surpassed your expectations sometimes. Yeah. I, I mean I hate to kinda of like be a downer, but at the same time it's it's, you know, you want to be practical. You don't want to make a mistake. You have to think about a lot of different scenarios. But what makes you what makes you really happy, truly makes you happy, stick with that. You know, that's yep. what's, this is what makes me happy right now. If I went to a different industry, maybe if I, maybe if I had worked at an agency, maybe I would have made more money. I don't know. Like yeah. climbing that ladder of, you know, that corporate, you know, just, yeah. or maybe if I was a different major, maybe if I, at OU, I majored in law, I don't know, maybe I would have been right. more successful, I don't know, but this is what I really enjoy doing, and I'm, I don't feel like I work a day in my life now, at this yeah. point I don't, I feel really good. It is, that is kind of, for me, like, I feel like that is success in itself, mm-hmm. and you feel like what you're doing, when you don't feel like you're going to work, when you're going exactly. to work, you know, I mean, like, how many people can say that? Recently, I feel very guilty because I feel like, man, did I really go to work? I mean, I was here. I put in the hour, but yeah. I don't feel like I worked. Like yeah. when the people say, oh, I got to go to work, because you hear people, I got to go to work. It's like, yeah. you can tell they don't. Oh, I got a case of the Mondays. <laughs> a case of the Mondays. <laughs> yeah. It's like, for me, it's like, it's Monday. This is actually kind of exciting. Like, yeah. I don't look at Monday as a bad thing. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm always like excited. super stoked to go to set, unless um, it's like yeah. at five in the morning or something like that. But then there's breakfast and coffee. Yeah, breakfast and coffee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have complimentary breakfasts exactly <laughs> so it's it's what you find we really enjoy and if you can really enjoy that you're never working a day of your life and you're having another you're being compensated and that's that's living the dream that's success right because yeah. success is different for each person yep so as long as you can do that i mean it's i'm happy where i'm at and a lot of people are happy doing what they're doing that's that's good you know they should do that so that is a truth bomb <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome this is the stupidest thing it's, it's, my mom got me this sound effects machine because she was like oh you're doing a podcast it's like radio here's the here's the sound effects machine <laughs> so now when I feel like being the cheesiest person on the planet I like to bust this thing that's out. awesome I like it well you want to play some games 
I think sure. we have enough time for one game. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm not. I'm not good at these games, but uh, <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it super simple. We're, we're gonna play a game called Because I Said So, and uh, basically the way that this works is I have to. Uh, Vahid can only respond with the question why, and I have to figure out a way to justify everything that I just said. So. I could, I could be a little kid again. I'll just say why. Yeah. Why? Right. Why? So, uh, Kelly, can you give me a suggestion for uh, a location? The freestyle office. We're in the freestyle office. Okay. And uh, what's an object? Just a random object. A trophy. A, a trophy. Okay. So I'm going to let you uh, man the bell here. Hopefully it's not broken. Okay. There we go. And... Uh, Basically, you could you have to ring the bell whenever I finally break and say because I said so. So here we go. Okay, so we're in the freelance uh, freestyle office, uh, talking about a trophy. So, so uh, Vahid, would you mind handing me that trophy over there? Why? Well, because it's it's looking kind of dusty, and I'm kind of disappointed that you didn't clean it. Why? Because this is your office. I would think that you'd <laughs> want to keep your your trophies clean for the clients whenever they come in. <laughs> Why? Because clients, I mean, really? Okay, what if I was a client and I just walked in and was like, oh, look at all these dusty awards. Apparently they don't care. Why? Because, because, because okay, let's just, let's just start over here. Okay. <laughs> I totally lost it right away. Okay, that was so fine. That you want to try? Uh, oh, whoa. No, I don't know about that. Kelly, you want to try? You should try. You should try. You should try. Kelly's gonna try. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna scooch over Vahid's mic because your your mic is actually not activated right now. So Vahid's gonna man the bell. And uh, so okay. So Vahid, let's get a different location. Okay, we're at the science museum. Nothing about the science museum. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Never been to the science museum, (laughs) which it's called the Omniplex. Darn it. Networking meetings. Forever the Omniplex. Oh you. OU, okay, I, I know campus. Okay, so we're in the OU campus, and uh, the, what's a random object? The payphone. The payphone, okay. Yeah. Okay, so you, you got this. Okay. All right, so oh here we go. Boy. We're gonna we're gonna see how long Kelly can last in three, two, one. 10 seconds. Oh, do I I'm, go I'm saying why, I'm oh, the one saying why. Oh, Brandon, I need you to pick up the phone at the phone booth. Why? Uh, your mom's calling. Why? She has another cheesy sound effects machine for you. <laughs> Why? To really make your show even greater and cheesier. Why? Because the audience just really wants it. Why? They're just, they really like cheesy podcasts. Why? Uh, done. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. Feel like cheese. <laughs> Everyone, they just love the cheese. Oh boy, that's tough. You have jobs. Why? Just pay the rent. Why? 